Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. When I was writing this book, our family went through a real devastating situation. And the story of Joseph gave me hope. It, it taught me how to go through family pain. Um, and that's really what I want your listeners to understand because we all have family pain. And I want them to be impacted the way I was. God is with you. You are not forgotten. Although you may not deserve your circumstances, God will use them for a greater good. And that is what gives us hope. Hope is so important. We're joined today by Carol McLeod. She is an author as well as a speaker. And when it comes to her books, she's written 15 in total, including her latest book, Meanwhile, Meeting God in the Wait. That book was released this month and it examines the life of Joseph and what it means to wait well as God strategically labors behind the scenes to work all things together for our good and for his glory. Today in Connections, she's going to chat a little bit about that book and what Meanwhile means. We're joined today by Carol McLeod. She's an author as well as a speaker. She's been married to her college sweetheart, Craig, for 44 years and is the mother of five children in heaven and five children on earth. I'm really excited to be joined by you today, Carol. Uh, you're a well-known speaker and author. Um, lots of great insights into scripture and living out your faith. First of all, though, you have a brand new book out. We're going to talk about that right away. How many books is this for you now, Carol? Mike, it's unbelievable, but it's book number 15. Nice. (laughs) So exciting. Uh, I love the title of the book. It's called Meanwhile. Could you just talk a little bit about Meanwhile and what is a Meanwhile? Yeah, so uh, Meanwhile is is a book about the life of Joseph of the Old Testament, um, Mike. And so a Meanwhile is really a test of faith between your crisis and God's visible intervention. You know, a Meanwhile is when you pray, but nothing happens. You see no visible answers. For me, a Meanwhile is when I'm trying to decide if Romans 8.28 means what it says it means. So we can all relate to that, can't we? Yeah, exactly right. I was just talking in an interview earlier uh, this week about Romans 8.28, right? And it's good to hang on to, but sometimes it's hard to believe, isn't it? All things work together for good. Yeah, yeah, but a meanwhile convinces us that it means exactly what it says it means, that that's how God works. He, that's what he does. Uh, I love that it's based off the life of uh, Joseph. Um, Joseph, a great example. The meanwhile might take a little while. <laughs> what got you interested in taking a deeper look at Joseph? Well, you know, Mike, so Joseph has always been my favorite Old Testament character. Um his story, which is one of the longest in the Old Testament, by the way, it reads like an unbelievable movie plot. Like how could all these horrible things happen to one really godly young man? Because he was godly, but it was just a string. It was the domino effect of traumatic events. And yet he continued to live in faith. So I had to discover what made Joseph, Joseph. How did he do it? How did he continue to serve God 
even when his world blew up time after time after time. But the, the, the scripture that was the hook for me, Mike, was one day when I was reading about Joseph and I came to Genesis chapter 37. And, you know, that's the chapter where we learn that he's daddy's favorite. He gets a coat of many colors. He has some dreams. His brothers don't like him. So they um, beat him up, throw him in a pit, take his robe. And the last verse of Genesis 37 says this, it's verse 36. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, Pharaoh's officer, the captain of the bodyguard. And Mike, I circled that word meanwhile. What? Meanwhile. We all go through meanwhiles in life. But this is the deal. This was Joseph's answer and he didn't know it. Joseph's answer was to go to Egypt, to work for Potiphar, but it sure didn't look like it in the natural. And so sometimes things happen in our lives and we think, what? God, what are you doing? Where are you? Are you sure this is your answer? And that's what happens in the meanwhile. God is working. You can depend on it. He's working. And sometimes it comes, you know, horrible things, the trauma in our lives. It comes from people that should be loving us and closest to us and protecting us, right? Like Joseph. Right. You know, when when Joseph's brothers beat him up, Mike, and threw him in the pit, honestly, other than the crucifixion of, of Christ, it's it's one of the most uh, cruel moments in the Bible because these brothers had a gang mentality. Um, you know, certainly in the Bible, there are wars, there are um, armies that fight, but for a whole family to gang up on one sibling you know, th- that's pretty rotten. <laughs> that's pretty, um, you know, it's it's unforgettable in scripture yeah. what his brothers did to him. Yeah. And something in our own lives, right, can be really hard to get over and obviously not easy to get over. But you can look at Joseph as an example. God placed him where he needs to be. I also love like you were talking about that. I love how, you know, the devil's probably watching this and thinking, ha ha, I got Joseph now, right? And he's being sent off to captivity. Well, little does he know that's exactly where God needs him to be to raise him up and not only help his own family, but all of all of Israel, basically, right? Yeah, really, all of the ancient world. Um, and of course, you know, Mike, the story culminates in Genesis 50, 20, where, you know, years have passed by. It's nearly a quarter of a century by now from the time that Joseph was thrown in the pit to when he was um, reconnected with his brothers, reconciliation happened, and then his dad died. And so the the brothers are afraid that since their dad died, Joseph's going to turn around and be somebody else. And, And so, Mike, I just picture it. So there's Joseph looking at his balding brothers. Some of them mm-hmm. have long gray beards by now. They have all yeah. middle-aged paunch, you know. And he says, guys, look, listen to me. What you meant for evil, God meant for good to save a generation alive. And Mike, that word meant is the Hebrew word makashaba. And it's a, it's a root. It's a, it comes from the word from a scripture that we love in Jeremiah 29, 11, um, oh. that God has a future and a hope for you. Um, he has plans for you. Um, so that word plans is connected to the word meant 
in Genesis 50, 20. And that word makashaba means it's like a creative imagination. It's a masterpiece. It's like an invention. So God put thought into it and he took his miracle working power and took that evil and makashabbat it for a greater good than we can ever imagine. And Mike, the God of Joseph is the God of us. He's still able to do that today. I love that. My mind is blowing right now. I just love that he makashabbat it. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to use that phrase all the time now in, in my yeah. preaching and my own life. Like, uh, that's exactly it. God can take that what was meant for evil and turn it into good. That's so yeah. good. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so glad. Uh, you've talked a little bit about, um, you know, the ellipsis is your favorite punctuation mark, I've been told. Tell me a little bit about that and how that applies to this uh, book and the story of Meanwhile. Yeah, I, I love telling people that because it's just, you know, sort of like a, a conversation piece. <laughs> what? You have a favorite punctuation mark? <laughs> And I want to say, well, doesn't everybody, you know, <laughs> but, you know, the ellipsis, Mike, as you probably know, is those three little dots that show yeah. up between phrases or between paragraphs. And that's like the to be continued. We all have a to be continued in our lives. Like there's more coming. God's not done yet. Hang on. Wait for the rest of the story. That's what an ellipsis is. And honestly, That's what the story of Joseph is. Hang on to be continued. God's not done yet. I really like that. Um, In my prayer journal, I often use an ellipsis, and that's a sign to me uh, when I'm writing to stop, like quit praying with my words, just start praying by listening. So I stop, I write an ellipsis, and I stop, and I listen to God's voice in the prayer. And then when I read back, too, it's a sign to me. This is where I stopped and listened to God's voice, basically in the meanwhile of my prayer and waiting for God. (laughs) Yeah. And Mike, that's so good because prayer is meant to be a conversation, right? And we don't get to do all the talking. So that's very important. I love that. I'm going to remember that in my journal as well. Is there, um, so you were talking a little bit about like, um, you know, Makashabad and taking the evil and turning it, what was meant for evil and turning it into good. Is that like, is that what the anchor verse was for you then in Joseph's story? Yeah, there are actually two anchor verses, but by all means, that is one. You know, Mike, the story of Joseph is told in Genesis, which is the first book in the Bible. But Genesis is not only the beginning of the Bible, it's the foundation of the Bible. And there are many um Christian principles found in the book of Genesis that are, again, foundational to our faith, that they are the the, the cornerstones of our faith. We can find it in Genesis. And one of them is Genesis 50, 20. What you meant for evil, God means for good. God makashabas for good. This is this principle is found throughout scripture. Jonah ran away. God used it for good. Daniel was in the lion's den. God used it for good. It's foundation. And then the other one, Mike, is when we find Joseph in the pit, in Potiphar's house, in prison, and the Bible tells us something extraordinary. And the Lord was with him. It says it time after time after time. Like, 
you know, for your listeners, go read it. Go read the story of Joseph from Genesis 37 to the end of Genesis and circle how many times it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. So again, a foundational principle. The Lord is with us no matter where we are. He will never leave us or forsake us. No matter what we're going through, the Lord is with us. Isn't that a sweet comfort? Yeah, it's such a great reminder. As you were giving those examples, I was thinking of Moses too when he was a baby, right? And the Pharaoh wanted all the babies dead, so mom puts him in a river. And then he ends up being raised in Pharaoh's own household. <laughs> you know, yeah. God takes what was meant for evil and turns it into good time and time again. And he's with you in the midst of it. Right. Uh, it's such an encouragement from I, – I've never paid – like, I, I know the story of Joseph well, but I haven't dug deep into it before. Now I'm really excited to not only read this book, but to dig really deep into the story of Joseph even more, too, looking at especially this this thought of Makashaba. Sorry, I'm just really uh, excited by it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, the book does go into depth and talk about it, Mike, so you're going to love that part of the book. I love it. Uh, so how do we take that and, um, you know... Joseph was what 3000 4000 years before Jesus maybe roughly give or take how do we take the story of Joseph and we place it into this 21st century life that we're living now Yeah you know Mike that's one of the miracles of the Bible is that it never grows out of date it's although it's ancient it's not antiquated um it's eternal and so there are i believe there are three ways to read the bible one is theologically i'm going to learn about god every verse is going to tell me more about god i'm going to get closer to god the second way is historical like this story actually happened just like george washington was america's first president this really happened the third way to read it is personally to turn scripture as a mirror and to apply it to our lives. So in the story of Joseph, how do we apply that to our lives? Well, life is not fair. People aren't always going to love us. Yeah. And we're all waiting for something to happen. Some of people are waiting for a spouse to miraculously appear or little lines to appear on a pregnancy test or they need a raise or a different doctor's report. We're all waiting for something to happen. Maybe we're waiting for an apology or for someone to notice us. Um, another way to apply it to our lives is we might feel trapped in a famine, right? Like just, we're just, we're desperate. We're hungry for something to happen or we're bullied by circumstances. Um, so that's how we apply it to our lives. And we look at how Joseph responded and what God did for him. So Joseph responded in excellence. He talked about the Lord everywhere he went. He never lost hope. And the Lord was with him. And if Joseph can do it, so can I. Mm. That's such a great reminder, too. These, they, when we read the Bible, these people seem so extraordinary. But they were just ordinary people put in extraordinary circumstances. And it was God guiding them that got them to that point. So we can do it, too, just like you said. Yeah, I love that, Mike. That's, that's great. Ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. What um so as you thought about this, what impacted your own life the most uh, working through Joseph's story? 
So, Mike, I love the Old Testament, actually. I know some people um, really hunker down in the New Testament, and I do as well. But there's something about the Old Testament that continually calls my name. And one day when I was reading in the New Testament, I saw Romans 15, 4, and it says, for whatever was written in earlier times. Okay, so that's the Old Testament, right? For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. So that means everything we read in the Old Testament is there to teach us something. And then Romans 15, 4 goes on to say, so that through perseverance, okay, it teaches us to persevere, to hang in there, and the encouragement of scriptures, we're encouraged, we might have hope. And, you know, Mike, when when I was writing this book, our family went through a real devastating situation. And the story of Joseph gave me hope. It, it taught me how to go through family pain. Um, and that's really what I want your listeners to understand, because we all have family pain. And I want them to be impacted the way I was. God is with you. You are not forgotten. Although you may not deserve your circumstances, God will use them for a greater good. And that is what gives us hope. So we are people of hope because we serve the God of hope. So stay in a place of hope. Remind yourself every day, my God is a good God. He can trump this. God is working behind the scenes. I might not see it yet, but he is doing it. That's what hope sounds like. I love it. I can hear a lot of people. I can tell a lot of people excited to read this book. It just came out too. Again, it's called Meanwhile, Meeting God in the Wait. Uh, What's the response been like so far in the few days since it's been released, Carol? Yeah. So, Mike, we've had a great response. It's climbing the bestseller list on Amazon, which is always a good thing. Um, Mike, one of the things we're most excited about this book is that it's not just a book, although it is a book, but you can also order the eight teaching uh, digital downloads, videos. So there are eight of them. They're all about 25 to 28 minutes long. And then a leader's guide. So you can do this with a Sunday school class, with a small group, like get some people from your neighborhood over. Um, A girl from my church is having all the college kids over and she's doing it with the college kids at her church. So we're very excited about the potential impact that you can watch a video teaching, read the book, and then discuss it. That'll make the impact longer lasting, I'm sure. That's such a great idea. I don't know how you do it. Uh, Author, you're speaking and teaching Bible all the time. You also, you've got two successful podcasts, right? Right. Um, Well, what's it like being the interviewer instead of the interviewee? Which do you like more? (laughs) You know, I I like them both. You know, I think if I had another life to live, I'd be Diane Sawyer. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Because I just love the way she interviews because I love listening to people's stories. I love being a good listener. Hmm. Um, But. You know, I also love sharing. I always say some people sing, some people dance. I talk. I love sharing with others what God has shown me in scripture. So, Mike, 
Thank you for giving me the chance. And you are a great interviewer. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, it's a pleasure to get to talk with you and especially on this subject matter. I'm so excited to check out the book now. Uh, tell us what's next for you, Carol. Yeah, the exciting news, Mike, is, is that um, I'm premiering a TV show in the fall. It's called The Joy Life, and it's going to be on uh, Christian TV stations all across uh, North America. It's a half-hour TV show where I teach the Word of God. And so I'm so excited about that. So your listeners can be praying for me as we produce it. I just saw the pilot this week. And, um, you know, God has opened so many miraculous doors. I am determined to cross my finish line, sweaty, not rusty. Um, <laughs> nice. Give every ounce I have to the, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. I love it so much. Um, where's the best place we can find everything? Uh, not just the book. Meanwhile, I mean, obviously we find it on Amazon and stuff, but where can we find everything that you're up to your books, your podcast, the TV show? Yeah. Two places, Mike. First of all, go to my website, which is carolmcleodministries.com. Or we now have an app for your smartphone. So you just go to the app store, whether you have a you know an iPhone or an Android, and search for carolmcleodministries.com. And um, it's free. And on the app, you can um, listen to a podcast. You can read a blog. You can leave a prayer request, join a Bible study. You can order a book. So we're very excited. We finally, I say, we finally joined the 21st century. We finally have an app um, just to stay better connected with people. Well, whether you've been struggling or just moving through life on a high lately, highly recommend checking out the book again. It's called Meanwhile, Meeting God in the Wait by Carol McLeod. Carol, thank you so much for joining us today. I loved it, Mike. It was my delight. God bless you. And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. Remember, don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.